Hey everybody, it's Chantel here. I am so glad to be back. I took a little vacation, but I wouldn't even call it a vacation because I had to be chasing kids around and I'm working from home and it's been a double duty for me every day. So I actually, during like this whole COVID-19 thing, it's like our whole world shifted upside down and I know that you can relate because it is affecting all of us. And yeah, so my schedule's been a little bit topsy-turvy, but I'm glad to be back, and I'm here to bring you a good, brand new episode with my friend Allison and her son, Wynn. They are from Portland, Oregon, and they are actually ambassadors as well of Save Down Syndrome, so I'm glad to welcome them and have you guys listen to their story. But before I begin, I have to say thank you so much to all of our frontline staff, our healthcare workers, people that are still working during this time and out there serving the public because you are essential. And thank you so much. I mean, you are putting your health at risk. You're putting your well-being at risk, your family's well-being at risk. And I must speak on everyone's behalf. Thank you so much from Save Down Syndrome and myself. And we hope that everybody is happy and healthy. And we hope that everybody is being supportive and helping one another through this hard time because none of us pictured this year to be like this. So I am glad that you guys are here listening to our podcast today and hopefully it brings you some happiness. And if you're bored, maybe it'll give you something to do. But here is, oh, that's my baby. (laughs) See, I told you I was working from home. That's my daughter. Anyway, let me bring on Wynn and Allison. So hold on one second, guys. So Allison and Wynn, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, of course. Again. (laughs) And I don't mind telling everybody that we already did this interview a couple days ago. And I totally effed it up. And when I went back to listen to it, it was not right. And the sound was off. And it was just all bad. So we're doing this interview all over again. So if you guys out there hear us laugh or make a joke or maybe like we're referencing that, that's because your host over here doesn't have her stuff together. So, But um, Allison and Wynn are coming from Portland, Oregon. Yeah. How, how is the weather out there first off? Oh, it's been very hot. It was over 80 yesterday. So... I don't like it. I like the rain. (laughs) I'm ready for the rain again. We went out to Washington and it was super gloomy. And we're used to like, like this whole past week was like a hundred degree weather in California. Oh my goodness. So when we went there, it was a nice break, but we were kind of like, where's the sun? Like we're used to that. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm so used to the gloominess. So when the sun comes out, I'm like, ah, go away. (laughs) (laughs) So how is wind doing today? He's doing really good. Um, he's almost ready for a nap, so he's a little grumpy. But, um, yeah, he's playing away. He just had some Cheerios. Right, buddy? <laughs> he's looking at you. Yeah. So, if you want to tell everybody, how old is when? He is 17 months. Um, he was born on December 21st, 2018. That is so cute. He's actually a couple months younger than my daughter. Yeah. And yep, we got our little toddlers. So mm-hmm. I know he's a little baby, and usually babies only like their bottles and their mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, what are what is when have you noticed that he's into at this age? I mean, what he likes and what he dislikes. Um, he just started crawling really well. I mean, he can go like. He could crawl very far now. Basically, if I take my eyes off of him, he's like into the kitchen, almost to the front door at this point. So I got to keep my eye on him constantly. Um, But he also started saying little noises like mama, baba, dada. He's doing that now. And just like imitating some signs, some sign language that I'm teaching him. Little things like that, that has just progressed so much in the past couple of months. So I'm really proud of him. How did he pick up on crawling? What did he have a struggle with it, or was did he adapt? Um, so it's not the typical crawl. It's a little bit of an army crawl. It's mm-hmm. very cute. I'm trying to get him to do like the typical crawl, um, but he just kind of prefers it this way. Mm-hmm. But he is in early intervention, so he has a physical therapist that comes by 
or she used to come by before this whole virus thing happened Mm -hmm. um, to help him a little bit gain that muscle because, you know, most people with Down syndrome have low tone. So they just need a little extra help getting those muscles ready. Yeah. You know what? So Cheyenne actually was um, combat crawling too. She would come. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She would, it was like her legs were just d- there, dead. <laughs> Fall, yeah, she pretty use, much. Yep. She would use her arms. And mm-hmm. um, it was like almost out of nowhere within like a few weeks, she just started getting on her hands and knees. Oh, really? So, yeah. That's it awesome. Was, it, it's like, it, it, like, because I was afraid that she wasn't going to crawl. Like, her, I was thinking her lower body was not strong enough. Yeah. But um, she just picked up on it. Like, I don't know. We didn't, what did we do? I don't remember what we did, but uh, the therapist helped us out a little bit, but she just picked up on it. That's awesome. He'll like get up on all fours, but then he'll just kind of fall down and then go back to his comfortable pose. So I know he'll get there eventually. I feel like he's focusing more on speech right now, Mm -hmm. just because he's gotten so much better just in the past month, um, being very vocal, so... We'll get there. What um what hand signals does he know? Um, I taught him eat more and then I'm trying to teach him father and mother right now. And he imitated father the other day, which is really exciting. Oh, he did. Um yeah. And it's you know, he can't do all of them, but it's just kind of practice. Like every time I feed him a meal, I show him how to do the eating symbol and all of that. So oh, I, I think it'll that. help him. Hi Lynn. Say hi. He's playing with my phone cord. Oh. He's going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the hand signals. I, um, still can't get my daughter to do the eat more. She likes mm-hmm. to just go, ah, when she wants more. <laughs> I'm like, oh hey, if she's got her own way. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. What are you saying? I can't. I can't. <laughs> <It's> so cute. <laughs> so, um. So did when when you guys when you were pregnant did when come with a prenatal diagnosis or did uh you just have him and then you're like hey my baby's got down syndrome Yeah um I found out it was somewhere between 20 and 24 weeks um I was just supposed to go in for a routine ultrasound and the only appointment they happened to have available that week was actually on my birthday at like 7:30 a.m. and when you're pregnant you're so excited to see your baby mm-hmm. on the screen so I was like oh that's fine I'll go in so I went in like half asleep you know not mm-hmm. even really paying attention whatever and then um the ultrasound tech was just like oh I see some fluid in his kidneys and it looks like there's a bright spot on his heart don't be worried you know this happens. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then I went into the room to see my midwife and she just kind of slowly came up to me and I could tell something was wrong. And she was just like, you know, this is a soft marker for down syndrome. So we're going to have you take this blood test. I don't know what it was called. Um, but when I got the results back, Mm -hmm. she said that I had a one in 52 chance of him having down syndrome. So she told me I didn't have to do anything, but if I wanted to, I could take this test called the NIPT, which is, I guess, where they they take some of my blood and see if there is an extra chromosome. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how it works, but that's kind of how they um, explained it to me. And then when I got those test results, they told me that basically I had kind of like an 80% chance and to kind of just plan on him having it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of assumed from that point that he did have it. So what were your feelings like? Um were you accepting of it or did you have a hard time? Um, you know, I didn't have a hard time. I was more just kind of shocked just because, you know, when you have, you're pregnant or you're trying to get pregnant, you never really think of the possibilities of something like that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you just think of the typical baby. So I, I wasn't upset. I just kind of more just felt like I was alone because nobody really gets it unless they've been through that. And I do have a very supportive family, but I think a lot of the people just didn't really know what to say to me. And some of them did say things that upset me, not my family, but like friends when they would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. They would either say that or they would say, Oh, the doctor's wrong. Don't listen to your doctor. And that's the last thing somebody in my situation needs to hear. Like they need comfort, support, reassurance, you know, all of that. They don't need to hear, oh, your doctor's wrong. 
That's the last thing you should say. Yeah, it's like it's almost so, like that's it, it's like gives it a bad um like notion, like a bad vibe, exactly. You know I mean? Yes. Like this yeah. is bad. You don't have that. Don't worry about it. You know, you're gonna be Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's no, a, just say, Oh my gosh, congratulations on your baby. He's gonna be amazing. Oh my gosh, don't be sad it, about it. When I hear moms that are about to have a baby with Down syndrome. I'm like, dude, you are so lucky. You don't even know. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like, exactly. You don't know. And make it, you know, like, because it's true. They don't know. And and um, they're having all those fears, you know, like all of us parents probably had at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so what went when you told your husband and you, and you came home to your family? Um, oh, by the way, when has brother a brother and a sister, an older brother and a sister? And I didn't mention yep. that. And yeah. What are their names? Um, he has a six-year-old brother named Caden, and then a three-year-old sister named Evelyn. So when you came home, and you had to give the information to your family, um, what was that like for your family? Or I mean, I know they're little, but yeah. Um, so when I told my husband initially when I was pregnant, he he was definitely my rock and helped me through everything. He was just kind of like, you know, we'll get through this. We'll figure it out. We'll do whatever we have to for our baby. We already loved Wynn so much. I mean, it really didn't change any thoughts or feelings we had about him. We would have loved him the same way if he, you know, didn't have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't tell my other two kids until after Wynn was born, a few months after Wynn was born, just because especially my three-year-old, she doesn't, obviously doesn't know what that means. And even my six-year-old didn't really understand. Um, I ended up ordering this book called 47 Strings and a mom wrote it who has a few, who has, I think three kids and the middle one has Down syndrome. And the book just kind of explains to her older son what Down syndrome is and how some people might view it as a bad thing. And so, you know, he has to be there a little bit more for his sister. And I felt like maybe that would help my son understand it a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he still fully understands it, but he does get very excited when we're out, like at a restaurant or the store and he sees somebody with Down Mm -hmm. syndrome. He like thinks they're family and runs up to them Mm -hmm. and says, hi, and oh my God, I have a little brother with you has Down syndrome. It's really sweet because people don't act like that. So I feel like him going up to them and doing that truly brightens their day and it just makes me so happy seeing that and it's like it's when you have a family member that has an ability or anything and you see other people that have the same it's like mm-hmm. it broadens your perspective even as a child like it's a yeah. good thing to, for it to root as a little kid because it molds you growing up yes 100 percent. i've definitely seen um my daughter she like when we pick out her rubber bands for her hair, she mm-hmm. does the same. She's like, I want to have blue and yellow, the Down syndrome colors. Down syndrome colors. Like, I love Down that. Syndrome colors. So, um, so it's cute. so cute to see these little these little people totally making these big moves like that, you know? Like Yes. And it's it's upsetting when I hear parents be like, Well, I don't know how their siblings are gonna take it. I don't wanna put that pressure on them. And I wanna be like, It's it's the opposite. They love them. You know, and that might not be the case for every family, but I feel like most of the ones I've spoke to and I've seen on social media, like the siblings feel that much more, you know, connected with them and want to help them and, you know, take care of them. So I feel like it's the opposite. When I had Cheyenne, I actually like I had Jade and then I was like, we're good for like a few years. And then I think she was like three and I was like, she needs a playmate. Let's have another baby. So we had another baby. Yeah. And then when I found out she had Down syndrome, I thought that because I had Cheyenne for Jade. And I thought that with when Cheyenne had a diagnosis that like that Jade wouldn't get her sibling the way that I wanted her to. And I thought that it yeah. would be a lot of pressure. Like, oh, my God, Jade's not going to have that like that friend or that playmate or what if this, mm-hmm. what if that, all these bad things, like what if she, that pressure of her having to try to take care of her or the embarrassment in school. And I was like yep. overthinking mm-hmm. it. And then like, you know, now when I'm looking back, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I felt that way because they're the per- they're exactly how there would be no matter what, like their, their connection is crazy. Exactly. Yes. And that's what I try to explain to other uh, families. I had told you before, I'm, I'm a part of some like boards online that I was when I was pregnant, like the what to expect when expecting app. And just so I can talk to 
you know, pregnant women that got the diagnosis because I needed that so, so bad when I was pregnant. I just needed that connection Mm -hmm. because you feel so alone. And a lot of them do feel that way. And a lot of it is because of how they're treated at their doctor's office when they get the diagnosis. They make it into this huge thing and, you know, act like the baby's going to suffer and the siblings are going to suffer. And it's really scary. So I just try to reassure them, like, that's not true. You know, you're going to feel so different when this baby is here. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's going to bring them closer. So, you know, just try not to be too scared. And it's hard to say that because they're like, what? You're telling me not to trust my doctor? Like, that's the one person you're supposed to trust. Yeah, no, but, it is. But yeah, they're not always right, you know. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're... Um, you guys are part – actually, Wynn is an ambassador for Save Down Syndrome too. Yeah. So that's how me and Allie met is yeah. I was on the podcast, the Instagram – or sorry, the Save Down Syndrome Instagram, and then I was just connecting that way. And, like, she's right. Like, you find other moms out there, and you start mm-hmm. connecting with them. And then I saw Wynn's little chubby cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> – They're so chubby. <laughs> so cute and rosy. And um, he's just so cute, like your guys' pictures and stuff. And I was just like, I'm going to be friends with her. And I'm like, she's cool because she has tattoos and people with tattoos are cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we hit it off really well. <laughs> I was like, but um, I love that. I love that you guys are involved and he's involved. And it's just, I love Save Down Syndrome. I'm so glad that, you know, this whole organization is existing right now because we need a Save Down Syndrome. We yes, oh. we truly do. Yeah, you, it's before this I'm so interview, glad we found them. I know before this interview, um, I know you texted me about like some laws that were going on, and yeah, in Oregon, it's you know you don't even think about that. All the things you're thinking about when you're pregnant and you find out your baby has Down syndrome, the last thing you think of is like the laws that are in place or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Against our babies. Mm -hmm. So now that I have him and I'm like researching all this and seeing what other families are posting, I'm realizing like most states have laws against their life, like saving their life. And that's so scary, especially with this virus going around, Mm -hmm. you know, Oregon and California where you live are a few of, you know, out of 30 states that would deny our kids a ventilator if they needed it. Mm -hmm. Basically, they'll be at the end of the line for it because Mm -hmm. they have Down syndrome because they don't see them as worthy of life. Mm -hmm. And I think that just goes back to, you know, doctors and you can't really trust everything they're saying about our kids because these are the same people that are saying they're not going to save their life Mm -hmm. if they have to. And they would save somebody else's. So it's just really, really scary. Because it's 2020. It's not 1950. It's not back, yeah, in the days the way that um, moms had to deal with uh, their laws and stuff. They had nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was telling you before we were talking, like, I have so much respect for those parents who went through this, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it was even worse. I just... And you didn't have social media to connect with these other families. I yeah, mean, imagine must... you're just alone by yourself. Yeah, nobody that's, wants your kid. That's hard. Nobody loves your kid. Yeah, and... it's just I I can't imagine being born into a world where they already thought I was unworthy of life. Like that's sick. It's sad. And as his mom, I just I just want to protect him at all costs. So. And we probably have some listeners crazy. that actually have adult children with Down syndrome, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you guys went through that. So. Like, hats off to you. Seriously, respect. Because we all got it. Right now, we got social media. And, like, I could go on there and find a friend and share some stories and have support. But back then, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. And And just having somebody to connect with is really important. I was listening to other podcasts. And I was listening to stories from other moms who did have uh, children that were adults. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they were saying that, yeah, back then it was hard for them and, um, hard for their children because wherever their children went, it was, they were treated wrong and stuff. And and yeah. And with their heart defects too, like when had a heart defect, they thought he would need surgery. And from what I've researched, they didn't even perform those surgeries until the 1980s because they didn't see it as, 
you know, beneficial or a point to it because they had Down syndrome. Oh. And that's insane. Like, that wasn't that long ago. My husband was born in the 80s, you know? I was, on, I was an 85 baby, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, girl, that was happening yeah. when we were here. I that's know. so crazy. I know. It's, it's like that in this short of time, I'm glad that we're making these changes. Yeah. And I, I was saying before, I just feel so guilty for never realizing this before I had win. I feel bad for not even thinking about people with special needs because I wasn't affected by it. So I didn't really think about it. And, and you know, there are these issues. That's like natural human stuff though. Like yeah, anybody like right now, I'm not thinking about some crazy, like, like for example, last Christmas, I wasn't thinking about a coronavirus. (laughs) You know what I mean? Until it hits you and it's there in your face. That's just natural. So you can't feel guilty for that. But now that we are in our positions and you have win and all of us have our kids, the best thing mm-hmm. we could do is let everybody else know. Yeah. And, um, how is Wynn's heart? Did you say he had surgery? He didn't. So when I was pregnant, I had a ton of um, echoes done, which is where they go in and do ultrasound and look at the baby's heart while you're still pregnant. Mm-hmm. And... I was told like four different things. Like he had the, all these issues. I even was told once that it was perfectly normal. I didn't have to worry. So I was like, what, what is happening? But yeah, they told me he would need surgery like immediately after he was born, um, which is why I was induced also at 38 weeks. Um, But he ended up not needing it. Um, He had two holes in his heart that closed on their own. Um, He had an appointment last December around his birthday and they, um, told me that I didn't even have to bring him back in because it was perfectly normal and healthy. It is because um, Cheyenne had that too. She had a hole in her heart. Yeah. Are they, is it closed now? Or I haven't checked if it's closed, but last time we checked, um, they said that even like, like us, we can have holes in our heart that they're mm-hmm. usually pretty normal and that they close over time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, think, when... I want to check it out now that you said that. I'm like, maybe I should go check it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, he, I was like, I feel weird, like, never bringing him back in for a checkup. Like, I want that confirmation. And yeah. he was like, I mean, you can come back in five years if you want. So I was like, okay, I will. <laughs> I went to the front desk, and she was like, we don't schedule out five years. I was like, okay. <laughs> we don't schedule out five years. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was so goofy. But it's like, this is my baby's heart. It's yeah, scary. That's a, that's, no, that's, the heart is the, um, nobody wants to go through heart surgery. That's yeah, scary. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, has he had any other um, health issues or? Um, besides that, the only other thing is thickening his fluids because it does with his low tone because he has Down syndrome. You know, he just doesn't have the that muscle tone that all of us typical you know people have. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he swallows liquids, mm-hmm. sometimes it goes into his lungs instead of, you know, down into his stomach. Mm-hmm. So I've been having to thicken his liquids and just kind of keeping an eye on that. But um, besides that, I mean, he's as healthy as you can get. He's got 12 teeth, four more on the way. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. Has it's he been crazy. really fussy? No, he's like the best teething baby in the world. Like I don't e- I don't even know he was getting four more in until I looked in there and I was like, oh my gosh, when has he been? Are you an him? adult? I know. Like <laughs> uh, twelve. No, only if like only if I try to look in there, he'll bite my finger really hard, which oh. hurts so bad. He yeah. is so strong. I cannot believe how strong he is. Um, but it is a relief that he has this many teeth because he can eat things like you know Fruit Loops and. Mm-hmm. harder foods that I know some babies this age just can't eat um, you are lucky because dude the teething stage for us on both of our kids oh, maybe it's because he's a boy I don't know but yeah these girls are fussy and add some teething in there I get bit all the time Cheyenne's bit her sister probably three times oh my gosh me bleed <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm that girl. Serious. I'm like maybe it is a girl thing because I mean my daughter was the most difficult child. I mean it was hard. Girls are just so different, and they are very temperamental and sassy. Oh so my gosh! Respect to you for having two girls, Mama. We, we were like, <laughs> should we have a third? And I'm like, I don't even know if I want a chance. <laughs> but I don't blame you. These kids. Funny. And it's yesterday was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. 
I hope everybody had a good time. I mean, before when we, me and Allison did this uh, podcast, our first interview, I was like, oh, I hope everybody has a happy Mother's Day. But now that it's passed, I hope everybody did still have a happy Mother's Day. Um, This coronavirus sucks. I'm just going to say it. I wish we could all go back to normal. But um, I'm glad you, what did you do yesterday? What did you guys do? uh honestly we didn't really do much we just went on a walk played outside uh in our front yard uh we got some chinese food which is really good we got it delivered we didn't go out (laughs) um but yeah it was a good chill day it was nice those are nice too because you know when all this starts going away and then life starts returning to busy we might miss these moments and i have to remind myself too take it in this time that you're home with your children because it's going to go busy again, and then it's just going to be, like, stressed out days. Yes, that's how I feel, too. I told my husband, I don't want you to go back to work. <laughs> Can you just stay home and help me with the kids, please? Oh, it's so nice. nice for that extra help. And, I, like, this whole, like, Mother's Day, Easter, World Down Syndrome Day, all that got robbed, man. I'm, we missed so much cool stuff for World Down Syndrome Day. I know. I was really sad about World Down Syndrome Day because last year when my son was in kindergarten, I made this huge, like, poster board explaining what Down Syndrome was, and his little brother had it. And he, I got, like, Down Syndrome awareness bracelets and little yellow and blue cupcakes. It was really mm-hmm. fun. And his class really liked it. And I wanted to do that again today because they don't have anybody with Down Syndrome in the school. Oh, really? Or, like... Yeah, they just don't have a lot of special needs students. So all of those kids don't even know what Down syndrome is or understand it. So I just, I think it's so important because I want them to know like, hey, you can be friends with these people. Like, don't, don't treat them differently, you know? Yeah. And we need to, we need to teach them that at a young age too. When we were looking at moving to Washington, I was Googling organizations. That was one of the first things I wanted to see is if they had organizations in Portland or, or surrounding areas for Down syndrome. And yeah. I thought they had a big one out there in Portland. Yeah, they have the Northwest Down Syndrome Association and they've been amazing. Um, we've been connected with them since when I was born. Um, and they're just great. I mean, their events are so awesome just because I just feel at home when we go. Everybody feels like family. No one's being judgmental. And it's just nice seeing older mm-hmm. families that have a child with down syndrome because I don't know what the future really looks like with wind. So it's nice being able to talk to them and just kind of see where they're at. Yeah. Like I, cause I thought, you know, that's when you're moving, you're like, do, is there down syndrome there? <laughs> Are people accepting down syndrome? I don't even know about moving to like, cause my, my husband was like, let's move to Texas and let's go East. We don't want to stay in California. It's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy here. So yeah, um, that was one of the things I'm like, is Down syndrome like, I mean, obviously it's everywhere, but is it accepted more? And where, what are the right. laws? Because yeah. this is your child's future. But, and I know they, I saw that they had events and stuff in Portland, Oregon. And I think that, that I remember we just talked about this, that Cole Sebus was going to be there. <laughs> and he told me his mom, his mom said that they would be in Portland, Oregon and, yeah, yeah. I was going to try to connect you guys up. Like, hey, my friend Allie likes you. Uh, hey, that'd cool. be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That'd be that would so be cool. cool. Maybe But, someday. yeah, I, I was going to say it's sad that we even have to do that as parents to look up. Hey, can I move this place? Are they going to be accepting of my child? Like, that's so sad. Yeah, but I – and even though most states do have these laws against our children, I do feel like – where I'm at Portland is one of the best places we can be because there are so much, you know, there's so much support around us. Mm -hmm. And I used to live in Tennessee. I've lived in Florida and I've lived in Missouri and I don't think I would have this kind of support in any of those places. Um, so I, I feel like this is the best bet. So just move to Portland. (laughs) We can be best friends. I want to start my own organization. (laughs) I really think that would be cool. Me too. That would be cool. Own stuff and it would just be like the best. And that's just my date. Actually, that's why I'm trying to go to school so I can work with children with special needs. But I'm already like yeah. 35, girl. I think I'm a little <laughs> late. Hey, you're not old. You got this. Don't say that. I hope so. So <laughs> um, with your organizations, um, how has Wynn been with like going there and, and doing the events and stuff? Has he met any other little kids? 
around his age? Um, not really, just because the last time we went, you know, I'm he's still a baby. He can't really, like, obviously he can't, like, talk to people or go play with them. So it's more just, like, for my other kids and me and my husband because my other two kids, you know, do play with kids with Down syndrome while we're there. Mm-hmm. And I think it just helps them you know, see them and play with them. And just, just seeing that makes me so happy and it's worth all of it. So yeah, I love connecting. I love our, yeah. our days like that. It's just, it makes your heart feel good. You know, when you, yeah, yeah, definitely. And just being in a room of people where you know, they're not going to be judgmental. Yeah, It's just refreshing and it's nice. And it's sad that we have to do that. <laughs> and that's like the only place where I feel safe, but that's just kind of, the world we live in so oh, i know it's like come on world it's old now like all the racism and all the differences and stuff it's getting a little old yeah it really sure, is please I know, right? so what things has when done that like surprises you and your husband as parents like that you're like what i can't believe he's done that or i can't believe he's doing this um honestly the biggest thing is the teeth because I was told when I was pregnant, like my doctor straight up told me, Oh, he probably won't get teeth until he's like one and a half, like one Mm -hmm. tooth. And I've heard other families say that too. Like my baby's one, he has no teeth. I don't know how he has so many. (laughs) I'm like, did I do something to cause this? But I am relieved that he has so many because it's easier for him to eat. Um, But besides that, I would just say like, how fast he's starting to babble and crawl and all of that stuff because you're told all these things when you're pregnant about how difficult it's going to be for them and I'm like he's a star like what do you mean he's doing great like almost better than my other two typical children did at this age you know yeah that's crazy so, that they would tell you that about the teeth like yeah, I didn't I hear that, that very but strange like, I know when we, um, like, they tell you the markers, like, you know, your hands, and he has, little, like, gaps between toes. But... Hey. Do you hear him in the yeah. background? Yeah. <laughs> he's trying um, to say something. <laughs> I know. He's talking. I was also going to say, uh, there's a Down Syndrome clinic in Portland, Oregon. That's really awesome. I love everybody there. We've been there, I think, once or twice. I can't remember. Um, but one thing they said to me that stuck with me was the doctor told me that all men with Down syndrome are sterile. None of them can have babies. And when I researched it online, I find men that have had babies yeah. with, you know, typical women. Like mm-hmm. I found one couple, it, had, it was a man with Down syndrome and a typical woman, and they had multiple children together. Hmm. And I tried to tell him like, no, that's not true. But he was pretty dead set on all men with Down syndrome being sterile. So it's just like, why are you spitting out these so-called facts when it's literally not true? Yeah. Stuff like that just really, really, really upsets me because I just, I know um, newly diagnosed parents are very fragile, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't want them to be told stuff like that just to scare them. Not that I, you know, expect when to have kids or a family or anything like that, but I just think that's another thing that doesn't need to be said. You know. Um, hello, him and Cheyenne are gonna have a family. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm like, obviously, I'm not gonna be like, hey, have my grandbabies, but like, come yeah. on, don't be saying that. It's just weird. There, it, it's like you can't really put a stamp and say this is inevitable because nothing is not inevitable. Anything exactly, and every person with Down syndrome is so different. Like, you know, everybody's different. So mm-hmm. just don't put them in this group away from everybody else. They're human. You know, I, I, like I feel like I've seen um, couples that have Down syndrome, um, either both of them or one of them. Uh-huh. They've had children. I've seen it on social exactly. media. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's like, why aren't you living in the 1980s? Come on. Don't, <laughs> don't lie to me. Dude. Some of these so doctors. Um, and telling, I remember I told um, this other parent who has a uh, a son in middle school mm-hmm. I told her that that wasn't true and she was shocked she was like oh my god my doctor has told me his whole life that he's sterile and I was like no I mean he might be but like in general men with down syndrome aren't sterile it's not you can't generalize like that you know so just stuff like that where she's like oh my gosh like I'm so confused and surprised well I mean like just crazy. I know he's like her son's a teenager but like you, is there like a test that you can te- men can take? I don't know. I'm 
never I'm pretty sure there is yeah to see because I mean like first off let's just put ourselves in those shoes if you have a teenager that has down syndrome and he's a boy and you're Mm -hmm. thinking that he's sterile and let's just say he gets a little girlfriend when they do things. Exactly. And then all of a sudden exactly. she's knocked up and you're going to be like, what? I thought you were sterile. Uh, ex- yes. <laughs> because you're like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Like, yes, it can happen. Nothing is guaranteed. So, yeah, that's just what you already know. I have my issues with the medical field. But that's just another reason that upsets me. You know? Trust me. I wish that they would even just have pamphlets in some of the doctor's offices here. Just a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. I almost yeah. thought about going and seeing if I could give out some, but I didn't know. I thought about that, too, because when I was in the NICU, I actually got one of those from one of the NICU nurses there who had a child with Down syndrome, and she said she just kind of gives it out to, like, every new parent, hmm. and it was helpful just having that. So I thought about that, too. I think yeah, it's, a good idea. it's nice. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anything in it about at any clinics that I went to when I was pregnant. In California, yeah. there might be some, but at least the ones that I went to. Yeah. But, um, even in school, man, I took freaking children health classes mm-hmm. and our child development. I'm all children health. <laughs> okay, the, the term is child development. And um, they did not, they had um, chromosomal chromosome disorders, but they barely had one little paragraph about Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. I, I was like, Wow. And I was pregnant during that time with Cheyenne, which is crazy. I was going to school, waddling to class, and I remember just kind of looking at it and just brushing it off like, eh, whatever. You know? like Yeah. Right. Because you don't think about it. You think know? about it. Not one second. Not one second. Yeah. And I was like, man, we should. there should be that in the education system, too, if you're taking those kind of classes. What is that? Yeah, they're re- they really should. <laughs> he's, he's blowing raspberries. <laughs> Say hi. He's smiling. I'm so glad that we actually messed up the first interview because now, now he can actually be here. Like I know, me too. The last interview we did, guys, like um, I was like in my intro, which I recorded before. I was like, yeah, and Wynn has a lot to say. And then we did the interview and he was like during nap time. He had nothing to say. He was sleeping. Yeah. He was so tired. <laughs> and so it's kind of a good thing that I messed that up and now we're here because now Wynn can actually say hi to everybody. Mini. So haha. Jokes on everybody else. <laughs> Mini. So what um what are your goals for Wynn? Like general life goals. Or even like not life goals, maybe like your goals for him the rest of this year. Any goals. Yeah. I honestly, I don't have any like set goals in mind just because I know he'll, he'll reach the milestones when he's ready. And so I'm trying not to compare him to other babies and where they're at. I know he'll get there, but really my goal is just to be treated like my other kids, just a child, just a typical child. Um, and I, I feel like it is proven that if you do treat them like a typical child, they will have that confidence to, you know, graduate high school, get a job, mm-hmm. get a partner in life, possibly you know, live on their own, stuff like that. I just think that's so important. That's, yeah, that's time, exactly what we want with all of our kids, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that's not too much to ask, <laughs> you know? And I was telling you before, uh, what was I saying? Um, that I just, I, the only part, the only aspect in his life where I want him to be treated a little differently when it comes to his Down syndrome is when we go to the doctor because he is at risk mm-hmm. for a lot of other things than a typical child. So that's really the only portion of his life where I feel like he does need that extra support is um, with his doctor. But when he starts kindergarten and stuff, I, I would like him to be like half the day in a typical classroom and then half the day in a special needs classroom just because I know he does need a little bit more help probably and you know there's about 30 kids in each classroom and only one teacher so that's a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> for that one teacher you know they like they need a so. mixture of like one-on-one and then also like inclusion to hang out with the friends and learn yeah, from other because exactly. you learn from your peers too mm-hmm. yeah and I you know when I was growing up I never had anybody with Down syndrome in my classes and that's I why I didn't either. really think about it it's just it's so weird you know Mm-hmm. And if we do expose these kids to these, 
you know, those different things when they're little, they will feel differently about them as they get older. Like we can change the next generation of kids Oh yeah, just by making these little changes, you know, letting them know, hey, it's okay to be friends with special needs just because they look or act or learn differently than you. That doesn't mean you treat them differently. Mm-hmm. And that's true. So, and I, I've actually seen that, like, dude, a lot of moms right now that have children with Down syndrome, I've seen a lot of like warrior moms. And like, mm-hmm. like on social media, there's like, like I've seen, I have friends that have accounts that have businesses and their businesses promote inclusion and down syndrome. They have books and videos and uh, other podcasts out there. And I'm like, dude, these moms are bad ass. Like like they're and and in a lot of them are just every day making like your guys' social media, you have pictures of when, and it's just, it's an Instagram account, but it's still putting him out there so other people can come across it, you know? Yeah. And even just stuff like that, it's like, um, I don't think I've ever seen a group of, or a, like a group of moms our age, everyone our age that are out there just not even our age that have kids with disabilities that are out there like, like fighting together and yes, they're definitely. doing big it's, things. It's powerful. It's you have to be cool. really passionate. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's just, it's awesome to see that. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of it is how other parents react to like their child seeing, like I'm friends with this one mom. She lives in Ohio. Um, I helped her a lot through her pregnancy when she got the diagnosis and everything. She had her baby. He is the cutest thing in the world. I'll have to send you a picture. But she was saying that she had a situation where she took him in to the doctor's office and a little boy came up to her and was like, what, you know, why does your baby look different? Like what, what's wrong with him? I think is what he said. And then she said that the little boy's mom like grabbed his arm and like shushed him. And, like, made him stop talking to the boy because she felt bad that he said that. Mm -hmm. And I messaged her back, and I was like, this is the problem. Mm -hmm. Like, that mom should be – just explain what Down syndrome is. You know, kids are curious. He Mm -hmm. didn't – that didn't come from a bad place. He's honestly just wondering, like – what what's up so just explain it to him and then talk to the baby you know be like you know this is what he has he has an extra chromosome don't make it weird Mm -hmm. that is what shapes these kids into thinking that people with special needs aren't somebody they can talk to or be friends with because of how that one reacted you know stay away exactly Mm -hmm. like that's not what you should be doing encourage them to talk to them explain what it is kids are curious it's okay we're everybody's different Mm -hmm. so let's just all be friends (laughs) well um that's crazy because i was at uh the 99 cents store my favorite store in the world i was at the dollar store (laughs) right and this was before coronavirus but me and cheyenne were at the dollar store and i saw this like I could pick out Down syndrome in a crowd like this. <laughs> like, oh I'm yeah, like, I know, me too. I'm yeah. like, that's my family over there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, it's like almost like I get like uh, drawn to. Them. I want to go hug them. <laughs> but me too. I get excited. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I so I saw this mom, and she was an older mom, and her daughter was like maybe 22. I would say she was young, maybe young 20s, and they're walking around, and I'm like trying not to be a stalker. <laughs> but I'm like, kind of like walking around. My husband thinks I'm freaking weird. He's like, because I'll go up to people and he's just like, stop it. You're going to get arrested one day. I'm like, for what? No. I'm talking to them. And he, he's like, oh my gosh. Like, so anyway, anyway, forget him. Okay. So I was at the dollar store and I was like, I went up to her and Cheyenne was in her like uh, stroller and I had the cover on. So you couldn't really see Cheyenne. And I was like, does your daughter have Down syndrome? And I could tell by her body language and like, she almost didn't want to answer me. And she kind of was just like, why? You know, like automatically kind of that defense mechanism. Oh, yeah. Like, and she was just looking at me and she's like, um, yeah, why? And like her tone and everything. And I like pulled back Cheyenne saying, I'm like, so does mine. (laughs) And then like, she totally switched like, oh, my God, that's so it. It was like, I can tell she built up her defense from probably all the things, the shit she had to go through. Excuse Mm -hmm. my language, I cussed again, but all that, (laughs) like, so, and I'm like, I was so nice to just kind of like, your daughter is so beautiful. And I got to say hi. And it was just 
like just a, a reminder like yo there's some people that are in the same boat as you you know and i'm pretty yeah, sure it brought exactly, some smile yeah. on her face but and I would have probably reacted the same way as her. I'd been like, yes, like, why? What, <laughs> because what, B? Why? Through, <laughs> you know? Especially with her having an older child. Oh, you know, yeah. She did go through those tough times that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah. Yeah. But it was, it's, I love it. I love Down So, um, I know we do. I feel the same way. I feel like they're family, and my husband is like, oh my God, stop, too. But it's, <laughs> it's exciting, you know? You're all, and why don't you push a baby out of your vagina? <laughs> I, I know, right? Like, you don't get it, whatever. But uh, I was going to say, when I was pregnant, I remember I was at Ikea. This is after I got the diagnosis, and I saw a mom with her two sons, and one of them had Down syndrome. And I kept staring at them, and I realized I was being kind of creepy just because I, you know, I, I felt so differently. I felt like I wanted to go up to her and ask all these questions, yeah. and I didn't do it, and I feel like I should have. But, yeah, I, I do feel that way, and I have ever since I was pregnant with him. So I totally get it. Well, I'm glad that, that I'm doing this podcast because I have these little – business cards and it's kind of like a an icebreaker if I go up to somebody that has done and I'm like hey here's a card I do this podcast let me know if you're interested in oh, an interview yeah. so I'm and, so then smart. It, and then it gets me in the door to talk to them and ask questions and stuff so. yeah that's that's what's hardest for me is I don't want to offend anybody and I don't know how sometimes to start the conversation because people do have a lot of different viewpoints obviously on down syndrome um so I don't always go up to somebody, but Caden, my son, without a doubt, always does. Even if I'm like, no, Caden, don't. He just gets so excited. He's <laughs> good. It's good for him. That's yeah. so cute. Um, I just love kids, dude. I know. Me if, too. Um, when can tell the world anything right now besides Baba and, <laughs> and, and food? And food what, would he, what would his message be to people listening? Oh, I mean, in this situation right now with the virus going on, I think his message message would be, let's all be in this together. Let's mm-hmm. take care of each other because, you know, obviously he's more at risk. And like I was saying earlier, there are state laws against him getting a ventilator. Mm-hmm. So I feel like his message right now would just be, you know, please help me keep myself safe and stay home and let's all work together to mm-hmm. flatten the curve and you know, it's really important that we're all in this together because if we don't all do it as a team, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, and he's I important like, just as everybody else's. Exactly, and I'm I'm tired of having to convince people of that. You know, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to do that, and I feel yeah. like it's it's turning me into this grumpy old lady <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but you know, I feel that way, and I feel like if there's anybody. I, I only allow certain people in my life now. Like I'm so mm-hmm. different after having win and I, oh, yeah. my priorities are different and I just, I'm not going to waste any energy on somebody who, who thinks won't that way. Your family or have that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, seeing friends and family that are going out right now is heartbreaking because I feel like they're saying, Hey, I don't care. Mm-hmm if when dies, I don't care if somebody with down syndrome or special needs dies and can't get a ventilator. Like that's basically what you're saying. And that's not okay. Yeah. So we all need to be in it together. Exactly. Yes. And even if I didn't have win, I would still want to be help. You know, we should still be helping everybody out. Let's, let's start caring about each other. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping that this virus does clear up. I don't know. It's, it's pretty rough right now, but I'm having, what? What did he say? He's like, me too. <laughs> he said, dad, 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 dad. <laughs> you and daddy. What? What about mommy? Aww, he's real cute. Sweet boy. He's so sweet. Well, it sounds like he's doing really good. I mean, he's good. I know you were talking about the whole uh, thickening the fluids. And you yeah. guys are going to be okay. It's just another hump you got to get over. And I'm saying that yeah. even as a friend, you know? So... He's doing great, and he's beautiful, and I love him to death. And just, I can't I'm wait to see you guys in person. <laughs> no, I can't wait either, and for our kids to meet. I think even our daughters would get along really well. So yes. I'm just really thankful that we happened to stumble across each other on social media. Heck, yeah, social so. media. If you guys want to go to this our uh, webpage, www.savedancenter.com, that has a lot of stuff like to donate, to get involved to learn about your resources, to figure out 
you know, if you just need that support, you want to know what, what our organization's all about, go there. We have three Instagram accounts. Um, yeah, we got three. Um, we got one for this podcast, which is Save Down Syndrome. Wynn wants to tell you our, our I know, yes. <laughs> He's on, let me take over, move aside. We got our Save Down Syndrome underscore podcast Instagram. We got our uh, Nigeria Instagram, which is Save Down Syndrome Nigeria. And that's crazy because there's some laws out there. You think we have a bag. And then there oh, is gosh, our regular. I don't even want to know. <laughs> it's crazy. And then uh-huh. we have our regular uh, Save Down Syndrome Instagram. So if anybody wants to check that out and go to the store, like. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we redid this interview. I know, me too. I'm so glad you guys came. And I thank you so much, Allison. Yeah, like, of course. You are the bomb. And I love when. And it's so good to hear him out there making his baby noises. I know. He's he's felt so so poopy lately because of the whole um, thickening thing going on. And just him not feeling well. So it's really nice seeing him happy and babbling. And he sounds like he's again, doing so. good. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm just so glad that you're my friend and you got through this interview with me two times. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, Yeah, no worries. It's practice. So, um, (laughs) well, you guys have a good day. And happy Mother's Day to everybody out there and not happy coronavirus. (laughs) Screw you, coronavirus. I hope everyone's staying healthy and happy and doing their part because Allison brought up a good point. Like, we got to do it not just for us. We got to do it for everybody else that are at risk. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So I hope everybody is taking that into consideration and staying inside with your loved ones. I know it sucks. Maybe 2021 will be better. I don't even know why I celebrated New Year's because – this year has totally, you know what I mean? Just been the worst. Been the worst. But <laughs> it was like one very long day. Seriously. Well, anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, yeah. Allison. Thank you, Wynn. Wynn, do you want to say bye? Oh, nope. He's going to eat my phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I will we'll slobber all over it. <laughs> all right. Well, bye, you guys, and have a good right. day. Bye, Wynn. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness, I just love them so much. Okay, so thank you guys for joining me today and listening. And I hope that this podcast really just brightened up your day. And um, maybe you're bored at home and you're listening, or maybe you were waiting for another episode. So thank you for bearing with me. And, you know, I haven't been active lately. I haven't done an episode in a minute, but. It's been crazy, so I'm glad that I'm back again and you guys are here joining me today. Until next time, like I said, stay safe, everybody. Bye.